<laughs> I, can, I can edit if we need to, but I don't think we're going to need to. Especially right. because we're perfect at this. I love that this is being captured. Oh, is it right now? Yeah, right now we're recording. Oh, fantastic. All right, here we go. You can be on your phone. I don't care. Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. Hey, everybody. Before we get started on today's episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast, I just wanted to share something really exciting with you that I've been working on called Foundations. And this is really building foundations in order to live a life of excellence. You know, for me, many of you know my story. Um, I have achieved uh, many levels of success. I found joy in many different areas of my life, and I've been setting and achieving goals for more than 20 years, and then tragedy struck. And among other things, I was drawn into this season of reflection, really a gut check to understand what I was pursuing, who I was becoming, and even who I was in that moment. It was such a fruitful opportunity for me going back to the beginning and relaying the foundation and getting clear on who I was. And through that season, 2019 has been the most joy-filled year of life I've ever lived. And now I want to share that with you. That's why I created this foundations program. It's a 90-day opportunity for you to do what I was able to do and hopefully to enable you to live the best year yet in 2020. So you can go to ryanjamesmiller.com slash foundations to check it out. With that, enjoy this next episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. There is gonna be so much fire and so much energy today because I am staring at the man himself, Mikhail Alphon. Good friend of mine, he is the co-founder, CEO, and president of Blue Light Media. They are a digital marketing agency and ad agency. I almost forgot that part. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Thank you oh, for having me here. It's so good. For the listener, president, co-founder, CEO, like we have employees too. Like it's not, a, it's not like CEO of one of me. Dude, we are so going to talk about that in a couple of minutes because the bullshit that I see out there right now is crazy as it relates to just that. Um, so why don't you give everybody just a little bit of a background. So, no, you know what? I'm going to tell the story first. I think this is better to do it this way. Okay. So um, for those of you that don't know, and most of you don't know, um, I have known Mikhail now, I think about nine months, right? It hasn't even been a year yet. It's been longer than that. but Maybe close. And so I didn't know him. Uh, I was a friends with somebody else. Shout out to Brittany Crystal. She uh, was so awesome connecting us. And it happened inadvertently because um, we, were, we were following each other on Twitter and she tagged you in a tweet. And so I clicked on you. I check into you a little bit. And I'm like, oh, this guy sounds like a really cool dude. Started following some tweets. And then I hit you up and I'm like, hey, we should get together. And I knew from the second that we first had coffee, I remember sitting down, having coffee, and it was like seconds into it, mm -hmm. like how genuine you were, how legit you were. Yeah. I'm gonna try and make him get like a little bit red, maybe cry, <laughs> but no, really, like that to me stuck out so much because uh, again, like we were, I was poking fun at it just a minute ago, but I think that it's so easy to front on like on social media, Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and you follow people, they look 
so amazing, so cool, so all together. And I know you don't say all those things about yourself necessarily, but like, it's just so easy to put on a front. And then when you actually meet the person, they're a total asshole. Mm. And dude, like, I loved you right when we met you. And I love the fact that in the time that we've gotten to know each other, like it is just further like stamped that in. So you guys are in for a treat, not just because of what you're gonna hear us talk about today, which we don't even really know yet, but I guarantee you that if you follow Mikhail on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, you will be so blessed, Uh not just by what he knows, but who he is as a person. And you guys know me more than anything else. Like I am all about being authentic, being real, being yourself. And this dude is that. And so I appreciate you. I love you so much just because of the person that you are. So thank you. I'm going to (laughs) die. Bro, that's amazing. And honestly, I feel exactly the same way. It was so rad. Um, I probably was the, I probably, we probably went to Nook. We went to Nook. We did. We did. No, it's been absolutely incredible knowing you and everything that you're doing. And man, I'm pumped to be here. I I don't know. Like you said all those nice things, but I, I feel the same way. So I'm like. I don't even know what to say. I was like, okay, I'll just go outside. <laughs> um, is this the part where I talk about me now? Yeah, so why don't you, uh, no, you don't have to. But um, <laughs> here, I'm going to provoke some of this because I know that you don't always love talking about yourself, yeah. which is so funny because you're so present on social media. I love what you've been doing. I love watching your morning workouts, not just for, for the inspiration, but the realness. And you're getting some guns, dude. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, legit. Guy's boxing like a champ. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you've got a long story as to what got you into this in the first place. Yeah. And so you were in the digital marketing space before, mm-hmm. right? and uh, things went sideways for you. And you had an opportunity to make a really big decision that was going to um, have you step out of the organization that you were in to start something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you decided to do that. And so as uh, as you stepped into business for yourself in the first place, like the first time when you started Blue Light, um, and I know actually there was an iteration before that, mm-hmm. right? But what was that like for you as you started a business for yourself after working for people yeah. for so many years? You know what's crazy is like I didn't even have a laptop at the time. And um, I I hit up my old poker coach actually, like letting him know that I had a, an idea for a business. And to the listeners, since you don't know who I am, um, I went to school when I, in, when I was like 18 or 19 to be a nurse. I was a nurse for like three or four years. I ended up losing my nursing license because my identity was stolen. And uh, as a result of that, they revoked my license because whoever stole my identity used it to embezzle a bunch of money. So that sucked. So I wasn't able to get a job at the time. And then I ended up playing poker and running underground casinos in Orange County. Um, helping run those things which by the way is so sick I'm gonna interrupt you so many times like (laughs) if you have ever seen the movie boiler room and remember Giovanna Ribisi running poker Mm -hmm. in his house Mm -hmm. like when I was young and in sales and I was watching that guy run I'm like dude I totally want to do that like it was such a badass thing to do was It, it cool for at least a few minutes it was cool for I think yeah, it was cool. It felt cool at the time. And what's funny <laughs> is I ended up working in a boiler room. 
I swear to Buddha. No. I swear. So I ended up like, you know, I was decent at poker, but then everything around that, blackjack, sports betting, all this stuff, um, was really getting to me. So my poker coach at the time says, you, I'll pay for you to go back to school or you need to get a job, but you're not doing this anymore. And Poker say, coach because you were going to play professional poker. No, that, that I just needed to be a better poker player. He was yeah. very structured in how he played and things like this. And But he ended up being more like a father figure mentor to me because um, my dad wasn't around at the time, right? So um, I decided to get a job and it was a sales job at a local SEO firm, like not local like Irvine. It was local like Press One to get on the first page of Google. Remember those? <laughs> I, dude, I'm telling you, and I learned about the boiler room and then I watched that movie. I was like, wait a minute, this is my life. And I would be under, the, <laughs> I would be under the tables like doing the same thing because it was crazy in there. People would be jumping over the desk. Yeah, exactly. For us, it was to like, but it would be the same thing. People would yell to from across the room. People would scramble to it. They'd grab it, and the whole I used all the lines like everything. But so dope. Similar to Boiler Room, I realized that um, when I started working in operations, that. Um, that company wasn't really doing that much for their clients. You know, there's some clients that it worked for great, but there was too many calls I was taking where people were calling me out by name saying, Mikhail, do you know that that company is stealing money from small business owners? And for some of us, it's the last $1,500 we have. And that messed with me. And so that's when I decided to start my social media marketing company at the time where I thought it was going to be like, you know, load up some content in Hootsuite and then press play and then charge people $500 a month, 27 clients, I'm sitting pretty, but it wasn't that. But to answer your question, when it was starting it, I think it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, I could do this. Cause I was able to see one of the companies I worked for go from 11 people to a hundred people by the time I got fired from there. Jeez. But it, um, I hit up my old poker coach, right? And, um, he prefers not to be named on any of these things I asked him. <laughs> so I hit up my old poker coach and I was just telling him like, oh, I have this idea for a business, da 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 And he's like, you should do that. You'd be good at that. And he bought me my first computer. It was a loan though. Like I had to pay him back. Yeah. But like he bought it for me because I didn't have a thousand dollars, right? And uh, I still have that computer today. And I got to learn how to use my computer for one, but then I just started learning how to build websites and uh, on like, web.com or something like that you know what I mean and and then started learning about Hootsuite and things like this and like I don't know like started building my own stuff so that was kind of what it was but honestly at that time at like I start I stopped going to the gym because I would go to work from nine to five or you know eight to three whatever it was and I'd literally come home and I would work from you know whatever time I got off to 11 o'clock at night and start over and that was the case for about six months until they finally fired me <laughs> okay so <clears throat> and they fired me because they were assholes no well maybe however they fired me because they found out i started that company right so right competition yeah, yeah. okay so <clears throat> um how much of that in the beginning i know well Things may have changed. How much of that in the beginning was that was an easy transition because you were comfortable with the space, you knew it, you knew you could do it better than them, mm -hmm. and how much of that was because you really believed that that was the business that you were called to be in? So, <laughs> the business I was called to be in, not really. I don't know, I don't ever think that was really the case. Um, and they did local SEO, so they were building like Google Places uh, and these splash websites and like and doing some like directory listings to help 
you know, small businesses get local rankings. Uh, I wanted to do social media, so I was posting to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, things like this. Uh, and they saw it as competition. I thought it was completely different, which it is. Um, but they saw it under the umbrella of internet marketing, right? So whatever. Anyways, uh, to answer your question, it's like I didn't – I wasn't like passionate about marketing. Yeah. Which is what's weird. Yeah, I wasn't passionate about marketing. I remember talking to some customers on the line uh, when I was working at the at that company and telling them like, "Hey, I think that you should do Facebook and you should do this." And I started like researching it and just getting these ideas. And then I just thought I could do it, but I, at no point at this, you know, at no point was I like, "I'm really passionate about marketing. Yeah. I want to be a marketer." I knew nothing. And as I sit here today, five and a half years later, I'm like, "Wow, I really, really, really knew nothing." Hmm. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no. I, I think that's good because I think that for a lot of people, and again, I know you didn't do it um, uh, like to be shady, but I think that like people jump into businesses like that mm -hmm. and this one being right, like content marketing, digital marketing, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it runs a close second to the shadiness of sales. Sure. And, uh, and, and I think it's because people jump into that because they see an opportunity mm -hmm. and there is so much, even still today, which is so sad, so much smoke and mirror that's put up in front of people mm -hmm. like, Hey, give me 2,500 bucks a month and I'm going to manage your social media. And it's like, what the hell does that even mean? And what is it getting me? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but mm -hmm. you ha you have a presence. You know, what's funny is like to this day, we still put in our, uh, contracts and our proposals that you're going to get X amount of posts per month. We're going to do X amount of hours. We're going to do da, 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 da. Because how I saw it when I started was like, and and I thought there was a big disconnect between that company and what I was doing was that there was no transparency or communication about the work that was actually being done. Yeah. Magic was being sold. Yep. When I sit across the table from somebody else, I never preach magic, ever. It's like, this is what we're gonna do. This is what it's gonna look like. We're gonna get on the phone every week. We're gonna produce X amount of photos for you. We're gonna do X amount of posts. We're gonna manage your uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Do your influencer marketing for this amount of time. And then we're gonna learn about how much it costs to acquire a new customer. We're gonna learn uh, you know, how, how much your CPMs are. And when we have enough data, that could be in 30 days depending on their ad spend, or that could be in six months depending on their ad spend. When we have enough data, then I can give you accurate projections on what the last, the next 12 months are gonna look like. But you, Ryan, asking me like, what's my ROI? It's like, I don't know yet. Yeah. But you're not doing, you're not doing it now. You know what I mean? And you act, you need these services to be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's just the bottom line. I think like. We've dealt with multiple companies in similar verticals where we can make some judgments on that, but there's so many nuances. The branding, the uh, the cost of the product, um, their target demographic, how much they can spend on ads, which makes a big difference. Like all of these things contribute to the projection we can make. And like, that's why I'm just like, well, I sold that product for, you know, $3, you know, th uh, we got them for, got new customers at $3 per new customer and we sold a zillion of them, but that was that product. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't like it. Like I can do projections all day long if you want. Facebook does that stuff for you. But at the end of the day, man, it's like, there's so many nuances in between. Like I'm just not comfortable doing that. Yeah. And I'll never, I'll never do that. You know, yeah. I'll give you case studies, but I'll never project on your behalf. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> okay. We're, we'll get back to present day and the future in a little bit. Mm. Um, Going back, so you start this business, mm -hmm. you are 
begging, borrowing, <laughs> not stealing, um, to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. I know you were sleeping on a couch for a little while. Um, right? Not really. No, I wasn't sleeping on okay. a couch. But I, I think what you're referring to is that my uh, Sarah, who's now my like CFO, is um, she let me live in her house for five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, was that partner number one? No, Nelson was partner. Okay, one. so Nelson was partner number one, mm -hmm. and you have a second partner, which is Sarah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and so then she comes on. So it's the three of you. Mm -hmm. And how long did you go before you hired your first employee, other than the two of you, or mm -hmm. the three of you? Okay, so to clarify a little bit, when I started my first company right after there, I had one partner. Okay. Um, and so it was just him and I. We had in. I had to restart in 2017, and I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but it was we worked with a couple contractors, so it was immediate. We had like, like we had other people that were working with us, and they were just contracted. We'd pay them however much a month. But the first actual hire that wasn't in that first process, I would say, was about pretty close to about a year since we filed the LLC, but eight months after I got fired. Okay. Company. Okay. Right? And, and what that was that? What that, year was that? That was in 2015. Okay. Yeah, that was in 2015. Okay. That, that was Hannah, actually. That's right. Okay, so you um, get going. Yeah. You get some clients. Things are starting to go okay. Yeah. And you hit another bump in the road. Mm -hmm. And so what was that like having to start over again 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 because that was like again 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 right I like know, it did you, feel like that you were pursuing being a nurse mm -hmm. you start life all over again mm -hmm. you get into this space you work for what turned out to be a dirty company you i'm saying that and you may not be that raw about it i just don't think i can say that okay i can say that <laughs> um and so you work for that company you know that they were doing shady things because people were saying that they were not you but customers uh, so you leave, no, you start another business, you get fired from there. Uh, that's kind of like starting over again. Uh, then you go full scale on your own. Mm -hmm. Then you hit this point mm -hmm. where you have to start over again. Mm -hmm. And so at what point do you feel like, or did you feel like, I just, I'm over this? You know, it was, man, and unfortunately, I got a love. Uh, I still have a lot of love for my old partner, right? Um, we were friends for like fifteen years, eighteen years, or something like that before we split ways, starting the business. We just had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I had no idea. We did a fifty-fifty split, whatever. Um, but as we started actually working together, we realized like this doesn't work. We had different goals. We had different visions. We had different values. We had different. Uh, definitions of what happiness was hmm. um, in different ways that we approached life and I'm now I'm just the biggest believer in that you know loyalty and friendship does not come from history it comes from common values and common goals you know what I mean and this was Whoa, a wait a minute <laughs> <clears throat> like if you're listening right now like sit on that for a second I think that's easy for, I, I know you really believe that, but I think that's easy for you to say because um, you're living it every single day. But I don't think that's the way because, you know, where, where I'm hoping we'll get to at some point, like, I don't think that's the way most people do business. Mm -hmm. 
Um, life is a whole different a whole different game, which I think it's there too. But like in the context of business, like unfortunately, longevity wins far too often. Like that's why we see people stuck in these miserable relationship client vendor relationships because they've been with them for so long and they're being abused. And so say that again so people hear you say that yeah. now that I've made it a point. Yeah, loyalty and friendship is not built on history. It's built on common values and common goals. Oh, okay. It's like my mantra for life now. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I have a lot of mantras for life, but that's definitely <laughs> one that I truly believe in. But like how that transition was, honestly, like it was, it was, I think it was the hardest part time of my life. Huh. It, I was, and I don't ever claim anxiety or depression or anything like that, but it caused me so much stress that I like I would go to the gym and I could, I swear to Buddha, like I couldn't curl like 15 pounds. I physically could not do it. I was breaking out in hives. I was anxious that like, you know, he, you know, my, I was just anxious of what could happen next. Yeah. And, um, it was tough. I would just, it was really awful. And I, I, and if it wasn't for Nelson giving me some air cover, like, you know, he gave me a sense of security that there was like this buffer that, and Nelson's been working with me since day one, right? So he actually came through, he came through and he ended up being a partner with me in this, in Blue Light Media, um, because he was promised that before and never got it. So that needed to happen. Uh. But, um, and same thing, and Sarah saw me build everything because we were roommates this whole time and whatever, and she let me live there, so that's why I made her a partner, <laughs> and, you know, and that type of thing. Good job, guys. But honestly, if it wasn't for them, um, and Hannah too, you know, because Hannah saw it from the beginning. She was just moving out on top of that from Nashville in 2017, and like, shit, I got to pay. Can I say shit? Yeah. Okay. So I already shit. said asshole All right. All right. a couple of times, I think. Um, like, she was just moving out from Nashville. She needs to pay rent. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? She came out to like work with me or at least, you know, knowing that she had this job here. I was like, are you kidding? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, honestly, it was like the, and for, it lasted to be like the hardest time of my life for about six months. Did she, did Hannah come work there before you split or no, right after the split? No, she was there when she was that first hire I was telling you about. I okay. was a contractor. Okay. But you know, we're, I think at the time we were paying her like a steady, like monthly retainer type of thing. Yeah. Um, but she helped me work on like the first project, like the first big client that we got at okay. the time. Yeah. And that was, I believe that was in about 2015. I could be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure it was 2015. Okay. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, so she saw a lot of what happened. Yep. Right. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so 2017, so you're enduring just a really, really tough season of life and over again. Mm -hmm. And so 2000, which is crazy for me to think about, obviously not knowing you, but knowing what I know now and knowing what you and your team have produced in the last two years two is freaking nonsense to me. Well, bro, that's what I'm, that's, that's what sometimes, unfortunately, and this isn't a knock on my old partner. Like, I hope he's well, we haven't spoken since and that it still messes with me today, wow. to be quite honest with you. Cause he was my oldest friend. There's a lot of history, you know what I mean? But, um, but look, sometimes like, sometimes addition happens by subtraction. Yeah. And, there's something that's weighing somebody down and you don't even know. And a lot of times you won't even know that that's the thing. 
but look if you don't vibe with the if you don't vibe with the person that you're supposed to be going through everything with if it's a friend if it's a if it's a like a romantic relationship or whatever if if those values and those goals are not the same you will never move at the same speed and there's going to be weight behind you yep. you know what i mean yeah and literally the second the, almost the second that that happened everything took off there was no way that we'd be able to make the same progress in the past relationship that i had just yeah. because we didn't have the same values one of them for example and like you know this isn't a thing but like i personally believe in making contributions to great organizations we were able to do that this year it wasn't a lot but it was more than a little you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and that's just not something that you know my old partner really believed in at the time you know or at least it wouldn't have facilitated that i don't know what the case would be or hiring people and spending time with them and being friends with them especially when you're in the small in a small setting like those aren't things that really that we agreed on yeah um but i think those are the things that made us really strong yeah you know what i mean but you just got to cut the weight man and then yeah. just and then then you can go you yeah know? well i think people are willing to do that when money's on the line mm-hmm and people get done dirty. Yeah. And yet again, like this is people needing to have a sense of who you are or just believing me when I say it, but like I know that you were doing that for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And it was far beyond, you know, your own personal financial success. Yeah. You know? Trust me, like my I'm happy where I'm at. I'm not making a lot of money. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just I mean I, I am in the global sense and whatever but it's i'm not making like i'm not making a hundred thousand dollars a year just not um but i'm happy with what i have and i know that i'm building something i know that'll come with time and if it never does i'm having a great time right now you know what i mean okay freeze no way that i can let that go (laughs) this is just one of those moments like i did i don't know how much money you make like I, i frankly could care less um for you to even say that out loud and not exaggerate what you're doing as a result of like most people would not say that because that just doesn't sound like enough money. And so like but do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that does like I don't know. I mean that to me you you saying that that just again really demonstrates, especially when you are on the outside looking into you and looking into your agency and looking into the success of your agency, anybody would look at you and be like, dude, the guy's killing it, right? We're in Orange County. Like, you can't survive yeah. on, you know, whatever. And so I, I want people to hear what he just said. Like, you do not have to make some dollar figure. Everybody thinks it's the six-figure thing, and now people think it's the seven-figure thing, which is just yeah. freaking bananas to me. But like, you don't have to make a lot of money to run a successful business, no. to enjoy life, mm-hmm. to be happy, right? Like, like, people need to know that. No, like, and, and like very tactically, like, and by the way, like, I personally don't pay myself from the company more than a hundred, and it's significantly less than a hundred thousand um, dollars, but. Uh, and if anybody wants to know the actual number, just DM me on Instagram at Mick M I Q K. Q comes before the K. I just don't want to say that for whatever reason, like my accountant no. or attorneys. I don't know. Anyways, um, but like, it's for one, the company does really well. Uh, we profit, which is great. My employees do pretty well, which is cool. Um, but 
I just made like adjustments in my life. My office is like, you know where I live, right? Yeah. It's it's three minutes to my house or to my apartment if I hit traffic. Three minutes. I don't drive a fancy car, even though I pay a ton of money for it. But like, I don't drive. <laughs> my credit was bad after the uh, the the uh, identity theft. But whatever. Like, I don't drive a fancy car. I don't need like my mom gave me this gave me this watch. But outside of that, my shirts from six dollars from Target. I got two pairs of jeans for sixty five dollars from PacSun, and my shoes were twenty five dollars from K Swiss, and I look. Dope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Check Boom. out that picture. But it's just like so all that stuff, like those things like don't matter to me. Yeah. And you know, and there's like, there's things in the business that I'm able to do. I get to travel to New York because I have clients out there. Yep. Um, I get to go to Grit Cycle, you know, basically for free because they're a client of mine. Um, I think it's because Brie just like cons you into it all the time. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like all these things were kind of built around that. I realized what was, and then it's like, you make it work, but you don't need that. And my fiance is amazing. She brings, she works too, and we contribute to rent, like all these things. We don't, you know, I have a taste for nice restaurants. That's my thing. But like outside of that, like, dude, we spend maybe $400, $400 dollars a month on food, both of us, uh, for groceries. Like, you know, we're blessed in those senses. And when we start a family, maybe that'll change. But man, the biggest thing that I learned from poker, which allows me to be okay with saying like, I make less than $100,000 and I'm the CEO of my company and I live in Orange County and da 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 da. Like, so good. Like, what allows me to do that is I don't equate my self-worth to how much money I'm making. Right. The money I make is just a tool to make more money and contribute to my company. Yeah. And that's what I learned <laughs> from playing cards was like, the money in front of me, that's, it just turned to chips, dude. That's like it, it. Yeah. Yes. It, that's all it was. Yeah. And my coach would always say that poker is a lifelong game. It's not about one session or another. And when I look at that today, it's not about quarter by quarter by quarter. It's like, was I able to sustain a good life for the long term? Yep. And I've been, you know, I've been in business for five and a half years is how I count it, to be honest. Yep. I haven't had to get a new job or anything like that. So I'm like, doing okay you know what dude I mean? what's so sick about you saying that too so uh we were in vegas last weekend we were playing blackjack and uh michelle and i always joke because <clears throat> you know we know how much money we're gonna like we're gonna bring up there whether that's gambling or shows or whatever and so we were sitting at the blackjack table and we were just getting hammered right hand after hand just losing and she just kept saying it's just plastic you know it's just chips and so when you can have a level head and a wise head about seeing the value of money, like it's can be such a fantastic thing, right? The flip side is, is when people are like, oh, it's just chips and they're literally yeah. losing their ass, right, right, right? right? Because they don't understand that, like there's really money behind that. Mm -hmm. But what I love about what you said and what I want people to hear, like I try and live this as often as possible. And I used to be in a place where money was a lot to me. Like I drove a Mercedes mm -hmm. and I bought a house in Orange County and everybody had to know it. And when I was making good money, and like, dude, it all burned, yeah. first of all, right? Like it all burned. Like I lost mm -hmm. my house, my cars, my toys. Like I was taking handouts from friends and church in order to put food on the table for like 18 months, yeah. right? And as I've come out the other side, like it's 
Life has got to be so much more than that. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't desire to want to be successful, whatever that looks like, to make money, to buy nice things, to go to nice dinners, whatever's important to you. But ultimately, like if we don't have our happiness and our joy rooted in something other than that stupid dollar figure, like we're ruining our life and we're probably, in your case, or in the case of somebody that's running a company, you're ruining the life of everybody around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, why Why on earth would I take, from a business aspect for once, like, why would I take, a hundred? and I can if I wanted to, Right. why would I take $100,000 a year when I could hire new talent, when I could do things that, like, make my team happy, that uh, give me such a great life? If it's not for Carly, Hannah, Lynn, Nelson, uh, Sarah, like, I don't have this life. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I'm going to give everything I possibly can to them, you know what I mean? And just and that's that like that's to the end, the end of the story, and but you're similar to me though, and I, we weren't like that to begin with, right? right? Like I lost a lot of things too when my identity was stolen and lost my license. Like my mom and I were living in Mission Vieja, but we were on food stamps. I was on food stamps till 2017. You know what I mean? Like um, when you actually, it's from Fight Club. They say it when you lose every, only when you lose everything are you free to do anything. Mm. And it's because we're slaves to material bullshit. We're slaves to the status of like, I make six figures, da 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 da, that we feel trapped and we do these stupid things that yeah. don't make us happy because we need to match somebody else's definition of success. But once we can get rid of that mm -hmm. and understand that like, my Alexa's good, my company's good, my family's good, that's all I need. Yeah. You know, and I get to like, have, like I like going to the movies. I don't need anything else. Like, yeah. You know, so like, that's it. That's all you need. Like, what do you really need? Okay. Uh, so like da down this rabbit hole farther, because like, this is important for, for people to hear, especially as like, you're my friend. I love you. I just wanted to have this conversation, but I was sure. waiting for the right time because like, I, I really wanted to highlight the very best of who you are and what you do. Mm. But like going down this line a little bit farther because it's important. So as I watch so many people online, right? This is like, this is where you observe. So many people are, per, are preventing themselves from being successful, truly successful, because they're too busy putting on a front, mm -hmm. right? Like, I like that. Yeah, like, you think about that, right? <laughs> like, I, sometimes I'm really afraid, even now, to like let my clients know that I'm doing well because I don't want people to think that I don't want more clients, right? Like, I need them. I, I feel that. Bad, actually. right? <laughs> and so, like, that's important to me. Um, another thing is just like when, when you're always talking about like things are good and like things are awesome and I got it all together like people are for some reason like people are less willing to want to invest into you and help you and like if you really are there if you're really killing it like that's awesome you don't need to be an asshole about it but like it's really cool but if you're not I think that being honest and transparent about where you're at will enable you to take that next step mm -hmm. like just be yourself like why do you have to put on a front that you are something when you're probably little to nothing yeah you know what the craziest part is though all of that social media stuff and that people are putting on fronts for like that does dick for you right like uh so i i don't really go either way like if if you, you follow me on instagram so you know it's just all these photos and whatever or all these like uh quotes that yeah. i just screenshot on my phone because I don't have time to take a picture because I'm too busy actually working. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, that's just like what it is, you know? And like, um, but what's interesting about that is because 
and this is kind of a weird thought and it's a little bit of a tangent. I understand that people follow me on Instagram for a specific reasons because they want to see those quotes. So sometimes I am talking in a certain way um, and it maybe uh, breathes a little bit more like success or a little bit more like hustle or like whatever it might be, gratitude. But I feel different ways all the time. But I know what people are there for and it's really a service thing. I gotta think about who's there. But everything that I post on that is actually me talking to myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if my if my phone says if my last tweet says like broken hearts will heal and sometimes it's harder than steel, like it's cause I'm actually going through something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of just talking to myself there. I don't know if anybody really knows that yet, but that's actually the case. But as far as like client stuff, like it's funny when I put out that uh, uh, video of the holiday party slash my birthday party, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want everybody to see this because they'll think I'm just frivolous with money. <laughs> but little do they know that I worked out a deal with the bar, that I had good connections for the step and repeat, that like a good, great connection for the coordinator and like everything was like on a budget, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, it's for the team and for, for whoever. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that other than your Instagram does not define who you are. Your social media does not define who you are. If you're in business and need to develop a personal brand, you like showing people that you're on a private jet is not giving value. Oh, wait a minute. I like my private jet. I love your private jet <laughs> and your helicopter. Wait, not mine, not mine. The service that I use. Right. You use JetSuite X? JetSuite I'm, X. I'm yet to use it. There's, But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And look, if you're... Okay, then, you said something to me one time yeah. that, like, about that that I really loved, and it was uh, it was related to a helicopter service. And it, it, it was something along the lines of, like, within reason, like, you want to taste these experiences mm -hmm. because then that will help you strive to one day live in them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, that's not exactly what you said. And not that one day you want to buy your own helicopter. Like, that's a pretty... I kind of do, but... That'd be pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, like, and, and, like, I don't want to own my own private jet. But, dude, every time I go to Vegas, I want to fly a jet suite because it's not that much more expensive. And the experience is way, yeah. way more worth it. I'd rather spend my money there anyway than on some stupid thing that I'm never going to remember five mm -hmm. minutes after I've spent the money on it. Absolutely. And this is kind of a weird thing. And you got to, like, balance this with what works for your life and whatever. But I 100% believe that you just got to give your opportunity to taste the good life so that you know that it's possible. Oh, that was it. Boom! <laughs> that was it right there. But it's true. And once you know that it's possible, then you'll work to get it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's like literally what it is. And by the way, like the, uh, what was it? The Skyrise that we we're using yeah. for... Um, for the helicopter, like, did you get yours for free? Yes. I got mine for free. Because I got mine for free because of you. Okay, great. Seriously. So it's like, we got to ride on helicopters for free. So people are seeing this and like, he's killing it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I got that for free because like, I can still, I don't have to spend a bunch of money to have like a fun time. Yeah. You know yeah. And So anyways, but it's true, man. Like, I, it works for me. It might not work for everybody else. Yeah. But you know, it's something like, I don't know, test drive the Lamborghini. They're not going to do a credit check for you to test drive the Lamborghini. Yeah. But if that's something that you're going after, touch it, feel it. Yeah. See what it feels like. Understand that you sitting in that is actually possible. Or go out to that nice dinner on a smaller yeah. scale that you usually wouldn't go to. Pick a nice occasion. Save up like, I don't know, whatever you need to save up. Splurge a little bit and know that those things are possible because it's all provided for us. You know what I'm saying? But the limiting belief is that we've never touched it ourselves. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's like... And I think we sometimes too, like I think we have bad expectations. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say unrealistic, though some people have those too. But like you need to think about what is really important to you and what is really going to 
like what is really going to produce joy in your life right. right because for most people it's not the lamborghini no. right it's not the helicopter ride up to staples center it's not jet suite to vegas or wherever like you have to really understand deeply inside of you what it is that is going to produce that sense of joy and that fulfillment like for me it's less about the private plane or the semi-private plane, and it's more about this experience that I get to take with my wife, whom I almost lost twice in my life. Right. Once as the result of being an a-hole of a husband and almost getting a divorce, and once as the result of some madman that almost put a bullet through her head. Right. And so for me, it's I'm going to invest into these things because I may not have her tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? And I would rather spend extra money on that yeah. stuff. So that's why I work for those things. A hundred percent. Some of it's time. The helicopter thing, I think. Oh gosh. Because so I really want a helicopter, or at least the the financial freedom Dude. to to consistently get like Skyrise. Because now that Skyrise is available, I don't even need a helicopter. But like to consistently do that because like time is a big thing for me. Like yes. if I can get more of that and be on my phone or whatever I need to be, great. The Jet Suite X thing, similar because you don't have to go through, you know, TSA. You don't no. have to do that. And it's kind of boss. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's dope. Yeah, no, it's cool. But yeah, like those things, I agree with you. It's like what made the helicopter ride so special was like Alexa had never been on a helicopter. Oh, I'm going to tear up. Uh, Alexa had never been on a helicopter before. And she just looked at me like she's just like, this is so cool. And then she looked down. Did you notice there's a lot of swimming pools between here and LA? And she's like, there's a lot of swimming pools. I'm like, that's honestly what I thought too. That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, man. But those experiences, I mean... That's that's what matters, man. Like, what good what good is a helicopter ride, a nice dinner, or even a Lamborghini if you have nobody to share it with? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about the people that you get to spend that time with, right? Oof. But what's crazy is those people don't give a shit about that stuff. They just want to be with you. Yeah. That's something I consist. I I have to teach myself every day. Okay, so bringing that back then to you're running a company mm -hmm. and. You have two partners. Mm -hmm. You have a total of six employees, five or six? Seven. Seven employees. Mm -hmm. You guys love to be around each other. We do. Um, I had the pleasure of, if you listened, I don't know, eight or 10 episodes back, Hannah Moyer, um, we had an amazing conversation around health and healthy living and eating. Um, so uh, I follow her, I follow Nelson mm -hmm. uh, and Carly. And so watching how much they love their job, like they love being around each other, being around you. Like, I don't care what you say after what I'm about to say, like it is absolutely a testament to the character that you walk with every single day. I, you know what, I hope so. It's not you hope so. Like there's I, I no, like we can almost argue about this. <laughs> there is like there is no other way that that would sustain over a long period of time. In the beginning, you go to work for a company, it's super exciting. Perks are cool, things are fun, you get to go to nice dinners once in a while, you get to work with cool clients, maybe you get paid good, like whatever it is. Like all those things are great. Those things all begin to fade away. Mm -hmm. But the joy in working for somebody that truly loves what they do and loves the people around them, that sustains and, and, and overcomes every other thing. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, um, I recently lost my aunt 
uh, and it, over Thanksgiving and Carly messaged me she's like hey if you need to be with your family like I got it I'll handle it mm -hmm. and I was like I do need to be my family but it's you guys and that's just the God honest truth like I love getting there and working with them because I don't know that I consider them some of my best friends no, all of them really you know what I mean like Carly and I joke that we're like the troublemakers of the company. Although she, I think she's settled down a little bit now that she's been with Malachi for two years. But like, <laughs> no, nah, but it's, you know, it's it's the truth. I love being around those people and I love coming there. Even, and the days are tough. It's like any other family. There are some days that are tough. Clients might be, not be doing well. Somebody has something going on that they brought into the office, whatever it is. But like, but again, it comes back to like the end goal and the end values. Like, if you guys are both focused on the same thing, if you care about being around each other, and if you care about making, you know, whatever your company values are, if you guys can all agree, agree upon that, all the other bullshit doesn't matter. That's all temporary. But the goal is never not temporary. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna about to get into a conversation about faith, but that's why, like, we need two people in a relationship that believe in one God, right? As opposed to having different beliefs, because if you're if you rely on only the other person, if I just rely on you as a human who is not perfect and will fail and will have days where you're a complete asshole for no reason, then this relationship is gonna fail if I rely completely on you. But if I rely on a goal and if I rely on values, those things never fail, yeah. right? Yeah. So like if we can always work toward that, you know, that's, that's I think that's what it comes down to. Okay, so you poked that bear. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go there a little bit. Um, I'm 100% confident that somebody without faith in God can be a great leader, mm -hmm. a great person, run a great company, but there is something about somebody that truly has faith in God that cannot be replicated outside of that. Because there's no fear. Yes. Yeah, uh, no fear of failure. Mm -hmm. There's no fear of being something that you're not. Like when we understand, and this this is me, right? So I had this conversation with a guy the other day. Like at my worst, God saved my soul, mm -hmm. which then leads me to believe that I don't have to be anything else, even though I want to. It leads me to then extend grace to other people, to care for other people to support other people, to do things that when, when it comes time to compromise, I'm able to make a decision to not, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so like, I think that that is something that is so valuable. Again, it's not like you have to do this or else, but I do think that that helps you to then more deeply care for and invest into the people that are around you mm -hmm. because of who you recognize yourself to be. Yeah, and it, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, look, when my mom and I had to sell jewelry to make ends meet, like her jewelry to make ends meet, people would be like, I have to sell my jewelry. In retrospect, I was being provided for. When I was on food stamps and my mom and I were on food stamps, people would be like, I'm on food stamps. I now look at it like I was provided for. And every step of the way, God had my back. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not perfect but he still does which is great you know and so when I look at the future I'm like the worst case scenario I'll be provided for and whatever's gonna happen is supposed to happen but what always comes first you know is the team around me and I'm not just saying this like it's the team around me and what I'm supposed to do 
true story, I don't tithe at work <laughs> or at, at church because I feel like, and, and I don't think that, um, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. But like, I'm like, I pour a lot into this and a lot into like other things, mentorship through people. So I'm like, that's kind of where it goes, but it doesn't go specifically to church. But I think the biggest mistake that people make is they give to other people what's left over instead of what you get first. You know what I mean? That's so big. And it truly tells you what your character is like. It's crazy, man. That's one thing I learned about poker is you learn a lot about a man when it comes between him and his money. And since I was a little kid, I'll tell you right now, I don't really care about it. I like it, I need it to like buy food, but I don't care. I'd rather buy you a Rolex than me. It would make me feel better. Neither of us want Rolexes, no, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would just make me feel better. Like, I don't need that stuff. But it is, it's true, and I think, I think a lot of the thing, like maybe, and I don't know, like we could, I don't know what the thing is, like Steve Jobs ran a great company, but we don't know if he's a great leader. I don't know. I, th yeah. I think he was an atheist and I'm not too familiar with that. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's just accountability. And it's about having the right example of what a leader is supposed to do about how God loved, how Jesus loved this whole thing. Again, I'm not perfect and I don't know the Bible back to back, but I get the gist of like how I'm supposed to treat the people around me and yeah. what I'm supposed to do for them. And I just want to do that. A lot of it is just in me, but I have a great example of what it's supposed to be. And at least there's some accountability there. Yeah. No, I mean, <clears throat> as we're beginning to land the plane, <laughs> that is what I wanted you to convey. You know, in order to lead a company, you have to care more about the people around you than you do about yourself. Like, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what any other guru says, like in the deepest part of my gut, I believe that that is the key component to somebody being a great leader because that will produce so many other things. Whereas if that is deficient, everything else crumbles. Yeah. And so as you, as, as you think about moving forward into the future mm -hmm. with this team and you, let's just say you double in size company. Mm. <laughs> he has a grin on his face. Yeah. I love that. If you need work, follow. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, maybe you should. Um, as you think about that, how do you continue to replicate yourself in your deep-seated belief and value into other people so that they can do that for other people? You just got to keep your core tight. Like, and I'm not talking about abs. I'm talking about like the people that were with you from the beginning. And for me, um, it's. Nelson, Carly, Hannah, and Sarah. You know what I mean? And no disrespect to everybody totally. else. I have all the love for the other team members, but they saw everything. You know what I mean? They were with me in the transition of my last company, this one, the whole thing. So you gotta keep your core tight and you just gotta drive it home. Like very tacti tactically, I, I link up with them all the time and I reiterate like, we gotta leave with love when there's problems, it's love. When you feel like there's tension, it's love. It's that type of thing. We got, you know, like all of these things, that's the biggest thing is just continuously communicating what your mission is. And then in addition to that, like understanding who they are as people and what they value, hmm. straight up. Like, and being friends with them, with your core. And those are gonna be my leaders. Nelson's obviously already one. Carly's starting to be one. Hannah's starting to be one, like all these things. Those are gonna be the, their leaders and they have to know where I come from. 
Hannah and I like can connect a little bit outside of work, um, not just on, uh, you know, not just about like regular friendship, but we also have, you know, she's a very she's a very devout Christian. She's building a church out here now too, and she understands my internal struggle of like how I know I'm not perfect, how I have all these things, but I'm really striving for it, and she's there for me. Carly is one of the best friends that I could ever ask for, and she knows all of these things about me, but then we have our own like commonalities. But at the end of the day, like all we care about is the well-being of, you know, we call it the core four plus one, because Sarah, she's not in the <laughs> office every day. Um, you know, and I'm excited to expand that a little bit, but if you can instill that through constant communication, spending time, being vulnerable, and letting these people in on how your business is operating and how you're operating as a human being, then it's easier to replicate that for other people. But the problem is, is just like anything else, you feel the leader feels like he has to put up a front all the time. And in some spots, you do. You do have to play the part. If the if there's financial stuff that's crumbling down, you have to make sure that your team feels safe, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but outside of that, like if you're going through something, talk to your team. If you if you know if you're getting a new client and you're thinking about pricing and all this stuff talk to your team let them know how the business is doing and what we're thinking get their thoughts on it and then replicate that and then when you make a decision let them understand why that's the biggest thing a lot of people they want to play this fucking C sorry the, C the ceo <laughs> role where it's like oh i'm just gonna make a decision i'm gonna walk off it's like no i'm gonna make a decision but let me tell you why and let me tell you like where it's coming from, and what I hope that it's gonna do. And if you can do that and be transparent in your thought process, then they can do that for you later on. So I'll literally like write out emails for Carly one time, and I'll do it, say it in a specific way, and I'll tell her, here's why I phrased it like this, da 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 and now she's able to do that. You know what I mean? So it's just communication and transparency on who you are, which is weird that that's like the key to everything. But leaders have to do that too, and leaders have to be okay with being vulnerable selectively because there, in my opinion, there is a certain sense where you have to be the one that's strong uh -huh. and you have to be the one that's made of steel, you know, and you gotta pick where you can be vulnerable in the right places. But like, you can't walk in the office being like, the business is gonna fail, I don't know what we're gonna do, da 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 da, even though, like, as an owner, like, you feel that every day, even though things are going well. Yeah, yeah. Being an entrepreneur is living in a constant state of some sort of anxiety. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Welcome to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Living your best life. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's communication, it's transparency, and it's a lot of trust. Um, and understanding that trust is never earned. It's a decision that you make as the person. And you can choose to trust the right people if you'd like to. Yep. Did that answer your question? in more ways than one like okay. i can't wait to go back and listen to that myself <laughs> i really can't because as a consultant like when i consult and i go into organizations i see this problem all the time yeah. like people hire me in to quote unquote fix their employees or fix their process mm -hmm. and i always tell them that there's a really good chance that you're part of the problem i literally say that in every one of my consults mm -hmm. before they pay me they laugh every time ha 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 yeah like it's not them I'm 30 days in and I'm like, hey, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's obvious. You know what's crazy, dude, is like, we recently had an issue with, and everybody knows at the company, so I don't feel weird about saying this. Like, we recently had an issue with somebody like, no call, no show, like, on a day. Like, they put it on their calendar but didn't tell anybody. And like, we were like, upset about it. Um, this happened over like Thanksgiving or whatever. 
we're all like upset about it. And then I realized, oh wait, I didn't type out that policy and procedure. My bad. Like, that's just what it is. You think that it's, and by the way, like, because I'll play both sides. It is common sense to let your boss know in writing that you should do that. <laughs> right, right. However, if I don't have that as a policy and procedure, and this goes back to owning it, if I don't have that policy and procedure, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't, um, you know, facilitate that happening, then that's actually on me. Yep. You know what I mean? If, if my, you know, you got to do everything you can to put everything in black and white and set the standard as the leader. And if you don't set that standard, but yet expect people to reach it like you're out of your mind yeah being in the creative space as well like i have to step away from so many projects because i of course have an opinion on how a video looks how a photo looks how copy looks how the strategy looks but at the end of the day it's not my opinion that really matters when it comes to that it's if the client's happy and if yep. we're hitting numbers that's the kpi like yep. that and my team that's the kpi not my opinion you're there to like look as president or founder, whatever you want to call it, and I think that this might translate to other people, your responsibility is to make sure that your people still have a job and set a vision and get to that vision. Not to like micromanage the shit out of every single like email that goes out. Yep. Like, so many people want to do that. I know, I know. <laughs> because they think they are perfect. Um, Sorry. So let's pretend for a second, mm. we're, we're never gonna wish this upon you that it all went away mm. again mm -hmm. and you wake up tomorrow what would you do so and I need actual context for this because I think about this all the time so all my clients fired us we have 60 days runway right let's just say tomorrow all my clients follow us that's this is the only way yes. that it actually works yep. in reality all my clients fire 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 us so we have X amount of money in the bank the first thing that I do is... And every single one of your friends mm -hmm. and fellow employees mm -hmm. hate you. Oh, that part's hard. I don't know why they would hate me. Because you lost all your clients. Mm. I don't think that the team would hate me. I'll okay. be honest with you. Okay. But what I would do if that happened, for whatever reason, is I would make sure that each person had like a 30-day to 45-day runway, and then, and then that's... It so that they can find a new job. The good news is I have a ton of great contacts and I would connect them with people. I actually did this with Carly when I had to leave my old business, right? We weren't, I wasn't going to have enough money to pay Carly. We had a great client, loved her. We connected her with them. She worked with that client for a year. And then the first year of Blue Light was Operation Save Carly. We pulled her. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? So I would do that again. Um, fuck. I'd probably call my uncle just to let him know the situation. Alexa would know, my fiance, obviously. And I think that I'd probably get a job to make ends meet for like three or six, three to six months, but I'd, if I needed to, but then I would just start over again. But what's interesting about that is I think when I think, and to the listener, if I'm going like on a no, tangent not. on this, I constantly think about the actual worst case scenario to remind myself that it's not that bad. Because uh -huh. if I lost everything tomorrow, like my uncle's there, like Alexa, like we could move in with Alexa's family, yeah. my mom. She'll still love you. I'll find a I can, yeah, exactly. I'll make a way to make $4,000 a month or whatever I need to make to like pay rent. Like I know that I can do that, so it's fine. Like, so I think about this often. So anyways, probably call my uncle 
Who's the first company I would call? I'd probably call Grit Cycle. I swear to Buddha, I'd call Grit Cycle. I'd call Grit Cycle and I'd want to be an instructor for them and manage all of their digital campaigns. That's what I would do. Oh, that's pretty tough. Yeah, because I love spinning. I really do. I constantly now think about, should I just moonlight as a spin instructor because I can do the 545 class and still get in at 730? Why not? So fun. Yeah, so I can figure that out. Was that your question? What would I do? Yeah. No, I I, I like that. Because... After, by the way, after crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'll be real with you. So I have a 48-hour rule where, like, you can feel bad for yourself for 48 hours, and then you got to get your shit together and go. So for two, for two days, I would cry, I would eat, and I would, like, I, I would probably drink, like, and all that. And then after two days, I'd get my shit together, start applying for jobs, start networking, whatever it is. I am blessed to, over the last couple of years, build a great network where I feel like I can work for you if I needed to, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. I think I could do that. I don't know. I, I'm not really scared about that. I love <laughs> I love that because, like, your company is not you. Yeah. Like, as much as you contribute to the values of the organization, as much as, like, it is so much a part of what you invest into every single day, you just figure it out. Yeah. And I think that that's something that people need to hear, right? There's people that are hanging on to, maybe it is a job that they're hanging on to way too long because they don't know what they're going to do next. Or the other side is they've been hanging on to this business that they've been running that's barely making it and it's killing them. And they need to realize they just need to cut ties and go get a job. And I think it's okay to, to do that, right? Like there are other, there are other opportunities. What I loved the most about, well, no, there's a couple things that I really loved, but one of the things I really loved about what you said is you've worked so hard to build a community of people around you that you could reach out to and that you know would be there for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so, so important. And I think that as much as people have a big network, I don't think it's as rich as they believe it is because they're really just in it to have a number of followers, a number of connections, or to go to people when they need something convenient for them. Yeah, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that. Can I reframe? Can I re-answer my question? Right okay, there? okay. I don't think I would call Grit Cycle and be their marketing director or anything like that. Maybe for like a month, but I would probably because like I know how good it is to like own my own thing now. I'd probably ask to be in as a consultant or contractor. Yeah, I just need to clarify that for me. Yeah, like, I would not be a W two employee because like honestly like. As tough as this thing is, it is the best, it is the most rewarding thing in the world. Yeah. And that, like, like I rolled into my, like, I was mentoring the kids at Fullerton right now, um, or for this last semester to whatever they were doing in the entrepreneurship class, and they had their final presentation, and they all had to set up, dress in a suit and tie and whatever for the client that we were presented to. And I roll in in this, and for the, for the, uh, for the listener, I'm still wearing the Target t-shirt and my PacSun jeans. Like, <laughs> and my sneakers and I look around and I was like oh I'm sorry I didn't know there was a dress code and they're like oh yeah we did meeting attire and I was like yeah I come to all my meetings like this <laughs> love it <laughs> and then I made a joke it's like if you work hard in hustle you can wear a hoodie too <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um, that's good that's but yeah good. I don't think I would do that again I would for sure find a, I think about the worst case scenario all the time yeah and the actual worst case scenario scenario to me has nothing to do with my business dude I almost don't give a shit about that I think about, oh gosh, if I, I hope I don't start crying. I think about if something happened to Alexa. Yeah. If something happened to her, I'd be fucked up and that's when everything ends for me. 
But outside of that, the biz- like money, business, clothes, house, car, figure that stuff out. Yeah. But like what I have with her, I, I don't think I could figure that out. Yeah. Sorry. What? No. Took that in a weird no. way. No. No, that's <laughs> not because that's been the common thread in our whole conversation yeah. is people. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the people in your organization or the even the business partner that went sour that you still care about yeah. and have concern for to this day. Um, whether it's the community that you would hope to be able to, you know, ask for help and they would be there to support you. Like, people are the most valuable thing that we have available to us in this life. Mm-hmm. And I think that too often we, we either don't see it for what it really is or we abuse it for what it's not. And when we truly see them as these amazing opportunities to live life with and create experiences with, then whatever happens around us almost doesn't matter. matter. Like that is just so amazing to me, which has me so fired up about you and the opportunity to step into the next season of life, which is getting married. Because as much as you guys have been so close and have just continued to get closer and closer with this relationship, like, dude, it's like steroids time. Like yeah. it is amazing, you know? And so that's just, it's just continuing to invest in those relationships. So I love that. You know, it's crazy. And I, I don't want to drag this out too long because I do feel like we just landed the plane. However, nope. uh, okay, great. Um, for the believers out there, it's funny. If we can agree that being in the presence of God is truly bliss in Matthew, it actually says, and correct me if I, if I, butcher this but in Matthew it says where two or more are gathered in my name I am there you know what I mean and it's like the whole sense of community and that whole idea is such a trendy thing on the internet kind of it's like oh build community but dude this was written for us before yeah yeah. 100% and it's it's the truth it just is the truth man and that's why I love dinners over watches is because dinners you share with people watches just by myself yeah you know that's the next one I should actually put on the tweet boom like that one. <laughs> don't, don't rip that off. Just follow him. You're gonna find it. Um, okay, so you're working on some cool stuff right now. Yeah. Quite a few cool clients. Um, also, you just went through a beta test of something called the Academy. Yes. And so, for all the marketers out there, they should hear about the Academy. Uh, thank you for letting me talk. Okay, about wait. That, before actually. we do though, yeah. Uh, before he gets into what you're gonna think is sales pitch. What I want you to hear is, is over the last hour and so many minutes that we've been talking, and I'm not cutting a single second of this, uh, as uh, over this entire time, you have heard every reason why you should work with Mikhail and you should work <laughs> with Blue Light. You can laugh about this all you want, but like as much as I said it, you inadvertently just told the entire reason why people should work with you because you're not in it for the reasons that will screw them. You're in it to truly help them. Mm -hmm. And your employees are in it for the same reason. That's why you do business with people, right? No like and trust. Like you get that by working with a company like Blue Light. So that being said, and that brought to you by Blue Light Media. No, so tell us about the Academy because I do want to hear a little bit about what's what's next after The Academy is really like a, it's like a, mm, it's a accumulation of, all of the work that we've done over the last five and a half years together. But really what it is, is it's directed toward the marketing departments of one or two, so, and of brands that are consumer packaged goods. So it's very specific, I think is what's great. Uh, But basically what we've done is we take the attendee through each step of our process. 
how we look at branding and positioning uh, on social media, social and digital channels, how we do uh, product photography. So we'll even do a live like uh, photo shoot of your product there. We'll edit it in front of you as well too. Show you how we're doing that. Then we go into community management and content management, the best practices for social media management. Then we'll go into influencer marketing and exactly how we do that with like contracts that are there, templates and all this, as well as paid media management and then we wrap it up. And the idea is to empower the social the social marketers and, and, and marketing managers of these medium-sized companies um, with the most up-to-date knowledge or at least what this agency, Blue Light Media, is doing to promote your business or, or to like help advertise your business, right? Um, just giving them some insight on that. So it's rad. It's like an all-day thing. We provide lunch, like coffee. I don't know. I was really pumped on like what the team did. They really tied it all together, and we were working pretty hard on that. So it's cool. And so we're launching that. The next one is in January. Yeah, it's January 31st, and that'll be our next event. And yeah. And they can find that on a website? We're working on the marketing campaign right now. All right. <laughs> so just follow Mick. Yeah. And uh, and you'll get it. Anything else fun you're working on? Um, yeah, we're working on a program called Growly as well too. This is going to be. Um, it's uh, actually Dalip should hit you up tonight about it. Yeah, right. we talked earlier. Yes. Oh, you did talk. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a great guy, right? Yes. Gosh, dude, he's a good dude. You need to connect with him like in a in a weird way. <laughs> just remember when, that when I Mikhail connect... says that he means that. Yeah. Just remember that I saw you first. <laughs> <laughs> he's Dalip. Man, he's like blue light extended family, and like for me, immediately extended family, one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. But anyways, he, Nelson, Mansoor, and I um, are working on uh, uh, it's basically an integration for for email service providers like Mailchimp, SendGrid, so on and so forth, which allows you to acquire new subscribers via reward system. I freaking love it! Like. Mm -hmm. Morning Brew, right? Yeah. You subscribe so to the Morning Brew. So it's exactly Morning Brew. Yeah. And anybody that is not subscribed to the Morning Brew, I'm going to put a link in there so you ah, can support it. us. No, you can do one for me, one for Mikhail, because I'm like 13 away from getting a coffee mug. I want a Morning Brew coffee mug. Yeah, it's a freaking brew, it right? It is really cool. Um, I, I See love how that it. works right now? So to the listener, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. And so Morning Brew put out the blueprints on that on medium.com. Ah. They didn't do like the actual code or anything like yeah. that, but they're like the if this then that yeah. of, the, of the platform. Like they did that. So if you want opt-in subscribers to your email list, this is something that you're going to want to watch out for. And by the way, uh, any everybody says this all the time, but if you are relying on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn to build community and to and to create a long-term network, you are sorely mistaken. They are great platforms for a period of time and one day they are gonna rip all those people away from you so you better put them into an email list and what better way to do it than to reward them. Yeah. I love it, dude. I wanna yeah. create marketing or like swag to give away. Like yeah. I wanna do all that. I yeah, can't dude. wait. Oh, so, uh, so dude, I'm so pumped that you're gonna do that. You're actually like the perfect person because I like you and I want you to get like the whole yeah. the whole thing. So it's still in beta phase though. So what you're gonna what you are gonna be experiencing is like, okay, we're gonna Mansur is probably gonna get on the phone with you tell you the things that he needs, show you how to work it, so on and so forth. So you're going to be part of the growing things. I will be honest love with it. you. I love that part. Yeah, but it's, it, dude, it's so crazy. You know that F name thing on uh, on MailChimp? Oh, yeah. So you literally just, that it'll be like that whole merge tag, but it'll say Growly, let's say, and you just put it in there and all the information populates. Love it. And that sounds simple, but dude, we've been working to get there for three months. Yeah, aren't you doing some like 
developer doing, con tonight or something? Yeah, we're doing a hackathon. Hackathon. Tonight. Yeah. It just sounds so cool. The, dude, it's the most amazing thing. I thought when we started that it would be like me and Delete Mansoor get together and we're just going to be on our computers are like working on it. No, 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 no. Delete comes in. He has like benchmarks and for us for like every hour of the night. Here's what you're going to be working on, Mansoor. Here's what you're going to work on, Mikhail. This is what I'm going to be working on. Then he'd, he'd check in at 10 o'clock. How are we doing on this? You check it on midnight. So let's recap this. Let's have a quick meeting about it. Da, da, da. Literally, we got six months of work done in one night. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. He, Dalip is a brilliant guy. I love it. I love that guy. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We're, we are landing the plane. Okay. And here's what we didn't get to talk about. So you owe me another one. Okay. Um, I want to dig into a little bit of the behind the scenes on some of the stuff you guys are actually doing for companies. Sure. Because I want to hear how you really do it versus mm -hmm. a lot of the BS out there. Mm -hmm. Even things like influencer marketing, which is so crazy. And I think that there's a lot of my listeners that could take advantage of working with you guys to hear how to do that. That uh, you meet with a uh, small CEO group, founders group. Mm -hmm. That's so sick. I'm like really jealous about that, but that's so dope. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about like why you decided to Can do that. Can you commit to Mondays, one Monday a month? I could. Okay. So there's an actual vetting process for this now, but you have to interview with two people outside ah. of me. And then if those two people approve you, then we'll collectively vote as You're hearing this live. Yeah. No, or recorded. But it's, it's real like though, because if it was me, I'd just be like, yeah, I but know, then I that, doesn't, that doesn't facilitate the value for the entire No, it's dope. And yeah. I, I didn't really mean to do that. I just mean that I think it's really cool. So we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the fact that you absolutely love boxing. I do. And you are a boxing badass. Um, Thank you. Follow him on Instagram. Watch his posts in the morning. The dude sweats like crazy, but he beats the crap out of a lot of stuff. So that's super cool. So I think there's so many more things that we can talk about. Um, but I, I am just going to finish um, by saying this again. Like, you are as genuine of a person as anybody I've ever met in my life. And, like, of a few things that I know that I'm really, really good at, it's a judge of character. Mm. And I love the fact that you just are who you are. And you aren't willing to admit when you screw up, you aren't willing to admit when you don't know something, um, that, that you just allow people to see you for you. And through that, you have, in such a short period of time, grown a successful business, you're serving massively known companies, you built an amazing team of people. Like when I've gotten a chance to work with them in like funny ways that I can tell you guys about another time, like they're just such kind people. And so you have done all of that. And I know that like that's the blessing of God on your life. And I know that's the result of those people contributing to you too. But you are an amazing individual. And like I have such a deep care and love yeah. for you because of that. And so. Thank you for what you've done to me and how you've invested to me in such a short period of time. You have had a serious impact on my life. That's so crazy, man. I actually think that you've given more value into my life than vice versa. I, I wish I could figure out how, but thank you. <laughs> um, so how can people, we've talked about it a lot, but how can people connect with you? You can find me on any social platform at Mick, M-I-Q-K, and the Q comes before the K. M-I-Q-K. Got to follow. Are, are you still doing TikTok? A little bit. I've been working. And then I took all the social media platforms off my home screen so I don't open them as often. Oh, that's smart. Okay, so TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Snapchat. LinkedIn, Snapchat. Mikhail's got a podcast. <laughs> Used to be called The Podcast. Yeah. 
not anymore. What's it called again? Oversharing. Oversharing. That's right. So go check out that podcast. He's had some dope guests lately that uh, you will be super duper encouraged to listen to. Plus, you get just to listen to him talk. He's always great to listen to. That. <laughs> um, so uh, connect with him. If you have any feedback, you have any questions, uh, whether it's for me, for him, please feel free to reach out. Thank you. We are an hour and 15 minutes in. I've been going a little bit more long form. But I feel like these are super valuable things for people to hear. There's so much that you can take away from an episode like this, whether you own a business, work for somebody else, or you just want to be better at life. And so as I try and say as often as possible, if you want something out of the life you are living, be more of yourself. I can't say that any more clearly than that. Another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast in the books. Mikhail, thanks, buddy. Thank you, man. Peace, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.